Ashley. Welcome, Paul. Got Kevin here. Thanks for having your camera on, Ashley. Helps me be able to see if people are understanding what in the world I'm saying. Always appreciate it. Excellent. It looks like we got everybody coming back in here too. Seeing Kevin and Michael. Thank you guys for having your cameras on, uh, those that do. So that way we, it helps us, helps me be able to see, is everybody picking up whatever I'm laying down um, at, uh, at that time? So uh, really, really great uh, to have you guys uh, in uh, on video so I can see what's going on. Um, so great guys. So this is the part uh, that we uh, will end up sharing what it is that we heard from our group of what was powerful. What did we learn from our colleagues here? What did we learn from our teammates? Uh, about what was powerful for them uh, through their journey to um, and, and their journey into financial freedom. So the process here, guys, is to uh, raise your hand if you'd like to speak. I'll go ahead and call on you. When I call on you, you'll unmute your mic. So wait for a couple of people that want to share about what they heard inside of their meetings that they want to share from their colleagues or their teammates about what was powerful for them um, on their path to financial freedom. So go ahead and click the uh, reactions button at the bottom of the page. Go ahead and raise your hand if you have something that you'd like to share uh, that you learn about from your group there. All right, we got uh, Joey and uh, Joey and Russ, first ones to uh, share today. Thanks, guys. It'd be great uh, to hear from you. So go ahead and unmute yourself. And what did you guys hear today? What was powerful uh, from your teammates? Yes, yeah, so we got to talk to Brennan and his wife. And I think one of the things that came up in that discussion was just working within your area of expertise. And, you know, the, whether you're um, someone who thinks critically toward projects and tasks and can then go hands on those areas so that you could learn. So Brennan and his wife have found out, you know, how to manage the tax equation. It seems like that's probably an area they have an expertise in. And through the learning of that has been able to navigate the tax code in a way that's been useful to them, clearly um, an accelerated depreciation in other areas that that they're able to maximize um, not only their real estate professional designations, but to be able to um, put more money in their pocket, keep more of what they make. So I thought that was pretty cool. Very cool. So um, really focusing in on what are your areas of expertise, leveraging into your strengths, uh, and particularly looking at uh, powerful for them was hearing about the, the tax, what tax strategies they're going to do. And maybe the tax is actually informing what are the important investments I need to make once I factor in those tax considerations. Here and there. Awesome. Cool. Uh, thank you, Russ, uh, for that. Um, who else would like to share? Some of them they heard in that group that they said they want to call out and say, hey, I heard something that was somebody shared in there that was powerful for them uh, in their uh, in their journey there to financial freedom. That's what we got. Uh, looks like Gilbert is uh, ready to share. Go ahead, Gilbert, and uh, lower your hand and meet yourself. And what did you what did you hear? I, th I think, you know, for my group, um, they're looking at, uh, you know, real estate investment and here building up their passive income to get them to that goal of financial freedom. Of course, financial freedom is going to mean different things for different folks. And um, and so that's what uh, members of, of my group are working on is uh, build a little bit more uh, uh, real estate portfolio, get their passive income flowing in and maybe some active income. Uh, but that way they will reach that goal. Awesome. Yeah. Thanks, Gilbert. So if I was hearing you right, then it's, it's uh, for them, it was about like, Hey, it's, it's really about the assets. It's my real estate investing, finding out about how real estate investing, that type of investment uh, can help me get to financial freedom was really powerful for them. Probably they didn't know about that before, of course, until they did. And now it sounds like they're hooked and thinking, man, maybe I need to make more money so I can buy more real estate. You know, I, who, who in here has felt like that? 
you know, that's me as much as everybody else. Excellent. Um, great. Well, thank you guys uh, for uh, the shares us uh, for the shares so far. And uh, let's go ahead and queue up uh, the uh, video that Joey and, and Russ uh, and myself have, have made and, and talking a little bit about uh, this uh, uh, path to financial freedom here. So, Anne, if we could go ahead and, and play that. And I, this installment, I am, of course, Scott Royal Smith. I'm the owner of Royal Legal Solutions. I'm here with Joey and Russ. They are the owners of Wealth Without Wall Street. Um, had, I've been having a great conversation uh, with Joey and Russ so far. Uh, what uh, they have put together here, guys, is something that I think you're going to find uh, absolutely incredible as a real estate investor, as an entrepreneur. Uh, they spent the last uh, two and a half years actually developing their own community with organized resources um, around and, and training courses, et cetera, uh, that has everything to do with like the money side. So as much as on the RLS, how we're really focused on all the operational tactics and all of the soft skills that it takes to be able to accomplish uh, financial freedom. Uh, uh, Joey and Russ have done a great job of diving into a lot of the nitty gritty, as well as being able to have a fantastic journey to walk uh, everybody through in a step-by-step -step basis of what are the things you need to focus on first, second, third, fourth, what are the networks of people that you're going to need along the way, uh, and done a, a fantastic job walking through that, and they have a fantastic app that's about that that we'll be talking about on today's show. Uh, so Joey and Russ, thank you so much uh, for coming on to the show, and I was wondering um, if we could just start off the show with like a little bit of background um, of what you guys would think of important for the audience to under uh, to know about you guys individually and and what is it important about wealth without Wall Street that made you commit years of your life uh, to develop uh, develop that community and develop those resources for everyone. Well, I, I'll I'll say this, Scott. By the way, it's a privilege to be on a like-minded person show. We love spending time with people who are are gaining and looking for financial freedom. And uh, basically Wealth Without Wall Street is born out of my personal story. And it just comes down to, I was stuck with a one, a bad mindset around what true financial success looked like. And, and secondly, I didn't have a good pathway to follow um, until Russ and I really kind of discovered a book that he he sold me. Uh, and by the way, Scott, he's super cheap. Like Russ is ridiculously cheap. Even he came to me, he said, Joey, I want to start referring you business because I was in the mortgage business at the time. I want to start referring you clients, but you got to read this book. And uh, by the way, it's $20. And I was like, dude, I mean, you must be really struggling like to charge me 20 bucks for a stupid book. Like, I mean, what the heck? But uh, you know, he, he knew that I was actually cheaper than him and I would have to pay for something in order to pay attention. So I'm grateful. But long story short, I was growing uh, a higher income in the mortgage business, but I was losing the thing that was most important. That was my family, my time, um, my freedom. It was constantly getting taken away the higher that income went. And subsequently learned these things working with Russ after reading the $20 book and turned my light bulb on that man passive income is truly the the means to the end of financial freedom and and so after four years of being involved working with him as a client I walked away from my career making over $300,000 a year 
and and decided, man, we need to get this word out. And that's how Wealth Without Wall Street was born, is he and I joined forces and started just basically telling the story. Uh, that's a pretty fantastic uh, little kismet over there to join in, you know, uh, no doubt. And, and, and Russ, like Russ, yeah. can you share with us a little bit about like, what was that? What was important to you, to you, like when you were thinking about that of like, Hey, why to sell this book? Why to take this kind of approach with helping people in that particular way? What, what made you want to do it that way? Well, uh, again, it, it was a, uh, it was a, it was a picture, not a book that I sold him. I, I just, I was trying to make a lot of money. And so um, I sold him, this is a pencil <laughs> picture and I required $20 and it just taught him how to think about what all goes into business. No, that's not true at all. But it, the, I've actually been, Scott, a, a certified financial planner. I've been the typical probably advisor that many uh, of you have probably met over the years, um, meaning that I knew nothing about money. I was mostly a sales guy and I was in the, um, I was an expert all the way until the market crashed like everybody, right? And uh, Joey and I were having this conversation that he was speaking of in 2000 and late 2009, early 2010. It was only after I'd gone through the market crash, had no idea what it caused it. None of the people that I you know, looked up to in the investment advisory world knew why it happened or what was going to keep it from happening again. And at this conference, I'm sitting there listening to at the time, he was kind of a mid 70s year old gentleman. And he speaking with this Southern draw that I related to being from Alabama. And he's talking about how, you know, access to cash is the number one um, struggle that people face to be financially free because they've been taught to give their money away and put it in things that were illiquid. And he, he's just talking really simple terms that I could understand being a public school graduate. And I thought, this makes so much sense. Why hadn't I really observed this before? And so I, I buy a copy of his book. I read it on the flight back from Orlando, Florida. I finished the book. The book, by the way, is called Becoming Your Own Banker. And it's this really easy, simple idea, but just the using a financial tool that I, as a certified financial planner, had always been told was a bad idea, which was dividend paying life insurance. And but when I'm reading through this book, I'm thinking this makes so much sense. And I was in the process of the company I was at. I also had a mortgage company which shut down with all the regulations and stuff like that that was going through that time. And so that's when I, I go to my friend Joey over here and I was like, hey, I need to start referring mortgage people to you because one of the things I always was taught to do, and I still think it's a good idea, is to better understand the tool, which is our, our home mortgage, and how to minimize our cash flow in it, because building equity in a house is not a great place for money to be stored. And I just didn't want to send people over to him and then him start telling them about this great 15-year mortgage that he has, you know, and doubling their payment. Yeah. And so when idea. I said, like, okay, well, this is a book I need him to read so he'll understand the context. And if I give it to him for free, he probably won't read it. So I charged him. Um, thankfully, he was a great student. He, he read it. He challenged me on a lot of other ideas. But what came out of that, Scott, is that I realized that my job was not to be the easy button for people. Like I, I had up to that point been the place where people would just go and give their money in hopes that I would then help them build, you know, this large seven figure nest egg inside of their retirement account. And they would ride off into the sunset at age 72 and a half or whatever that looked like. And, and I realized that that wasn't a good idea that really I needed to be equipping people how to be better investors. 
And in order to do that, I had to figure out how to be a good investor myself because like most financial advisors, I, I wasn't buying the things I was selling, right? <laughs> I, I wasn't putting my money into those same accounts. You know, one, I didn't have tons of it. I was spending a bunch of it at the time and um, I didn't believe in it, right? And so I had to become a good investor myself and it required me to one, put my money in a place that I could access it. And ultimately through the process of doing that and and seeing this, this kind of play out in my family's life, and watching Joey get fired up about it and leaving a job that he was making over $300,000 a year in to come help me. I don't know if that was a good testimony or, you know, really more pointed toward how bad I was at getting the word out that he thought that could, he could do a better job. But that was <laughs> kind of the, the genesis to our story that allowed us since, you know, 2014, 2015, we started working together um, for the last six, seven years where, you know, our, our goal has been able to break is, is to break people out of financial prison to get them in a place where financial um, freedom doesn't equal, you know, some big nest egg in a retirement account. It's passive income greater than your monthly expenses. It's just that simple. And, and it's a, just amazing every time we have somebody in our community that tells us that, you know, they now uh, have the ability to walk away from their job. Some of them do, some of them don't, right? And the beauty is that they have the ability to, if they want to. I was wondering about that, like, and, and, you know, shifting that from you about, you know, actually helping people place investments to like looking at how can they think differently, right? Yeah. Through how do they approach financial freedom? I'm sure what, over the number of years and how many students that you've, you guys have worked with that this has really come down into like a step-by-step -step kind of science. Is that fair to say? Yeah, we, we uh, probably wouldn't have said that initially because we didn't know we were kind of still figuring it out. And I, I say that I was kind of like the guinea pig, like my story is really ultimately what turned into our three step process. And that was um, coming up with a goal, like having a very clear vision of what financial freedom looked like for me having a plan then to to get specific about what sort of investor I am and then getting the support to get me on that last mile to get to financial freedom. So those are really the three steps we walk people through now. And uh, again, it took some organizing because Russ and I aren't that smart, but uh, we just knew what we had accomplished and wanted to share it with other people. And, and as Russ mentioned, man, just seeing people be transformed from confusion and you know a lack of a plan to confidently being on a process that will lead to financial freedom it's just there's really no comparison when you look at those two people side by side just how how cool it is to see them on the other side of it that's awesome yeah i'm wondering you know when you get you know, through each of those stages, it sounds like there's like a, a vision step, a plan step, and then there's a support step uh, that comes with it. Um, you know, when people are trying to determine like what a vision looks like, what kind of challenges do they typically run into um, that on their path to go from without a vision to a clear vision? <laughs> I think one is just actually spending the time to do it, right? Like this is not, you know, revolutionary in its basic form that you come up with you know, who do you want to be? What do you need to do? And what do you want to have when you're going to be financially free? What are the things that you need to stop doing, right? So I think first, it's actually taking the time to do it. We built out a process, we refer to it as our passport challenge. And we say challenge, because we know it's going to not only challenge you to do something that you're not 
naturally doing, but also it's going to challenge you to think differently. And one of the questions that's in there is what's the one thing that you're going to stop doing to become financially free? And, and so we, we kind of walk them through some different processes and, and let them kind of observe some things. And I would say for most people, the answers that we hear out of that is I'm going to stop contributing to my employer sponsored 401k. And that's the thing that going into it before they ever started, they would have said, this is the one thing I enjoy the most because I get a, you know, for most people, I get a, you know, a match or whatever. But when they observe what's really happening with money and the fact that their money no longer is accessible and they're trading this match in their money that goes, that, that creates a match for being stuck at work for another 20 or 30 years, they realize how that is not aligned with their ultimate objective to be financially free. So I, I think challenging their thinking is a really big obstacle for people, but also just being much deeper in its concept. And what I mean by that is that, you know, if, if, if I'm just walking down the street and I come up to you, Scott, and I say, hey, what, you know, if you were financially free tomorrow, right? Meaning that you could walk away from your job, get more income coming in than you, and then you have expenses and you don't have to go to work, what would you do? What would they give you the ability to do? And initially the responses that most people who have not done the thoughtful you know, research that I'm sure you have will say, oh, well, I will be spending time on the beach or I would be you know, taking my kids fishing or going to the lake or you know, traveling with my spouse across the world or whatever it looks like, right? And those are really just the pressure relief valve that because we're so bottled up, the first thing we can think of is escape, <laughs> you know, like, like get out. But the reality is that's what an ideal day looks like, not an ideal lifestyle. Because at some point in time, living out of a suitcase traveling the world is going to get really old. Like we're no longer 21 years old back, backpacking across Europe here. You know, like that's just not very interesting to me to sleep in a lot of other beds all, you know, constantly back to back to back. Like that environment is not conducive to, to me being healthy, uh, nor is going fishing every single day, even though I love to fish. Um, it's just not what I want to do every single day, 365 days a year. So then that challenges people to think about what would I do? Once I get past the initial, initial escape route, what do I want to do with the rest of my life? Like if, if I was 35 years old and I broke free for two months and did all those fun things I've always wanted to do in life that I've been hampered and been able to, have been able to do, and now I can do that, what would I do after that two months for the rest of my life? And, and that's the part that I think most people have not considered, but our process challenges them to do and to think about, you know, what will I have? And the have is not always just tangible things, right? It's thinking about like, am I building a lifestyle that my children's children can take advantage of? And what does that look like? If I built core values out that if I did leave a bunch of money to them, would it be more than just money or would it be a set of rules and uh, you know, a set of thoughts that could benefit them and allow them to multiply it as well? And I, I would say just to his point, Scott, is um, let's be real. Most people have never given themselves a chance to dream about what true freedom looks like. Now, I think people that listen to your show already have an idea of what freedom looks like, that they're seeking it through real estate in some way, shape or form. But the vast majority of people that you meet on the street, they literally have given up on anything 
other than what they default to every day. They get up, they get ready, they go to work, they clock in, they clock out, they go home, they, they just do it over and over. And they just are hoping at some point that they can stop doing that but they literally don't have a plan. They ha don't have a dream of what it looks like. And, and they certainly don't have people surrounding them who are helping them to see the way out. And so anyways, I think that's the biggest challenge facing people from the vision standpoint. Yeah, I was, I was wondering about that. So it sounds like with vision, you're having to come up against a lot of stuff, right? Which is, you know, how do you even create a vision for your future? when your your mind and your mentality is still stuck in whatever it is like the whirlwind that you're living in like day to day right you can see the pressure relief valve because those are the things that you're already doing but if you actually removed all of the pressure then what is life like right exactly what, what do i have you know who am i being what are the skills that i'm doing where am i at who am i associating with like all of those kinds of questions that maybe we don't spend enough time Okay, so when you guys are looking at vision, you're also, sounds like you're also looking at like dreamlining, right? Like what's my dream lifestyle? What's my dream relationship with my family? What's my dream uh, enrichment, personal enrichment of how am I growing as an individual? Like all of those types of, all that type of thinking. Is that fair to say? Yeah, yeah. And, that, and I was just gonna say the other part that is really interesting, we get into in the plan step more of this, but the other thing that we really feel um, specifically called to do is to help people to discover who it is that they were meant to be. And ultimately, like if you're just surviving right now, you're just going through that motion that I mentioned, you're just kind of trying to, to figure out, you know, day to day how to survive. You definitely are not operating in who God made you to become. And there's a bigger issue here than just your own personal happiness, like on the day-to-day -day basis, it's, man, you were given specific traits, specific strengths, and even weaknesses for a reason that you can then reflect God's glory to the world. And if you, if you're constantly in financial jail, which is what we say, most people are stuck in, um, either knowingly or unknowingly, then you really cannot become the person that you're meant to be. And, and so anyways, that, that's a big calling for us as to why we would spend so much time helping other people get here is that, man, we want to see people operating in that unique genius that God's created you to become. And that does take some time to figure out who am I really? And it, you have to dream for, towards that. So I just wanted to mention that Russ, you were going to say something else probably, but I've already forgotten it. You know, this is what he does to me. He just starts talking and I forget. Yeah, I kind of tune him well, out. Kind of I'll tell you, there was like a, there's a piece in here too that I just wanted to emphasize that I was picking up on, which is, you know, there's like a zone of, of genius, right? There's like that few things that we do that are truly exceptional, right? And then there's a bunch of stuff that everybody asks of us to do, right? And maybe none of those things are actually in our true genius. Like the freedom gives you that ability to explore the genius. And I'm wondering too, is if like that actually goes into one of the topics we were talking about, Russ, with, with then talking about like your investor DNA, like in part of your vision and creating like this next step we're talking about here with the plan is saying like, great, well, we actually really need to understand like, what is your makeup? So I say like, what type of investments are you going to feel more comfortable with? 
Um, or, you know, in the same vein of like, okay, how you're made up actually determines what your vision is for, like you're more expansive than just your finances. But when it comes to the finances, that's actually like your investor DNA looking at you. Are you more of an in and out kind of person? Are you more of like a set it and forget it? And I don't want to think about it. You know, that kind of piece too. Is that, is that fair to say that those are the kinds of things that all have to be considered when creating the plan? Yeah, so we we'd say that that kind of third step or that second step is trying to figure out, yeah, what is that plan or what's that path that I'm going to take in order to become financially free? And part of that is building infrastructure. Part of that is figuring out the passive income sources. The the part that we all want to jump to or tend to want to jump to is the shiny object. Like we feel like we're going to solve a problem with a a tool, a product. And oftentimes it's a process is what we need first. And I feel like, you know, the financial world had taught me to sell products. And many, many of us have experienced that when we go and we talk to somebody and we, we share our problem, like, here's where I'm stuck. And they go, oh, here's your solution, buy this, <laughs> right? Um, and we're like, wait a second. And many of us try it and it doesn't work. And then we get frustrated and we say, well, that doesn't work. Well, it's not the tool's fault, right? We just didn't know how to use it. A hammer can do two things. It can create or it can destroy. We got to understand how to use things properly. So for us, we, we wanted to make sure we didn't start talking about the investments, but more importantly, how to equip an investor. And, and we didn't know exactly how to do that, Scott. So when we first started this process, we said, you know, look, there's things that you and I have tried over the years, and some of them have been successful. Some of them haven't what is the reason why some were successful and some weren't not just the tool right it wasn't the tools problem unless i was referring to joey as the tool it, it is more importantly about the actual process and and so we we went through and joey and i love taking different personality tests multi a lot of times it tells us we have multiple uh, but for you know the whole concept of there is understanding the way that we see the world and we interact with it so joey and i took one of the personality assessment tools that is out there and uh, combined that with a financial bent so not only you know am i extroverted but how then does that extrovertedness tend to play out in wanting to invest in things so we went through and we took six of the many different things that we've been putting money in over the years. So this is not comprehensive in any scope, right? There's hundreds of thousands of investments, but we wanted to say, okay, how does my specific personality style, both my primary trait and my secondary trait, look at this specific thing? So does it look at it like, oh, this one potentially is more hospitality focused. It builds teams, it interacts with people. That, inter that, that jives with my extrovertedness, right? But then also, will this thing be scalable, right? Will this thing require more time? You know, will this, per will this require more money? What will be the needed things that maybe I can give or I can't give? So then we get into some of the cons and we wanna look at what those items are. Like what will be the thing that will pre prevent me from making it successful well it requires systems to run the business and if i'm not a very or uh, you know organized individual and operator like you said you you bring a lot of the systems and operational part to to the table if i don't if i don't have that should i pursue this type of uh, opportunity or should i find a partner in the deal that would then make that a good fit you know a lot of times investments get to really focused on risk 
And risk is relevant. Risk is relevant to your ability to actually influence the outcome, right? The lower the, your ability to influence the outcome, the higher the risk naturally is, right? The lower the returns if you can't, the higher returns if you can. So we wanted to like take that sort of context and put it in there. So then people, as they're going through this process, and if they're an analytical, they see, oh, well, this may require um you know things that i would not be good at like dealing with people <laughs> or this may require um me to be overlooking some of the inefficiencies of you know the supply chains that exist within this business structure if it's e-commerce or whatever it may be and and i think it's given people just uh you know just for instance i had a conversation today with a guy and he was just telling me hey my wife and i did the investor dna we we have a really clear plan of what we're doing and we're just following that process and we're moving right along and we've just acquired some more real estate because of it because that master dna and but also it told me that maybe the business i'm in i shouldn't become the owner he's getting ready to make an offer and he said but based upon what i learned about myself in this is that i need to maybe steer clear some of the things that would have required parts of my um, investor dna that i just don't have and i just don't think it maybe would be a wise choice so those are things that go into that process that help people maybe narrow the focus, because that's the hard part, right? We usually get so many ideas and we don't know which one to choose. Narrow the focus and then let them see from their personality style what would be the pros and cons to it. That's awesome. So you get to go through, so working with you guys too has like, we go through like some assessment phase on like trying to figure out like what's that vision for the future. Let's look at some of these tools like the investor DNA to be able to say, let's narrow that focus down and let's like start working to create a plan about like, okay, what's that? Now we have a clear vision. We can get now a plan that says put together of like, here's the types of investments that I think I should be making. Uh, and here too, I'm gonna bet along that process too comes like, hey, I'm really getting flagged with a lot of the knowledge I don't have that's coming with it. Like what are the gaps in my knowledge and maybe my, the gaps that are in like the network uh, of who else that I know that's on the similar journey that I'm going on that I can talk to um, and interact with. And I was wondering if, if um, on that third stage for you guys, which is about like the community and the support you know, there, what have you guys put together to help investors with, with that community and support and identifying the gaps in education and the types of people that they can be um, connected with to help them uh, accelerate their path to that journey since you, know, you guys aren't helping everybody one-on-one, -on -one, right? Yeah, so uh, as you kind of alluded to initially is that we have built a community around this whole idea of financial freedom because there's so few of us that actually have a local support group of people that are committed to helping us get what we would call the last mile, right? So if you've got that goal, you've got a vision of what financial freedom looks like, and you've got a plan, the really, the, sometimes the hard part is that last mile of that marathon that you're running and having somebody to kind of come alongside you to help you find those gaps in your knowledge and to, like you said, to plug them. And so we have an inner circle uh, within our community that people join. Uh, they get uh, a group coaching uh, twice a week. They also get a hand, uh, excuse me, one-on-one -on -one with a coach to go through those gaps. And in some cases it is bringing in a network of people to help them grow in that path that they're already looking for, whether it be in land flipping or in short-term rentals or um, whatever it may be, having the experts to come alongside them and give them the education. Uh, one quick example would be one of our clients came back and he said, uh, man, I got exposed to this idea 
through your podcast and through the inner circle about, um, you know, how to invest in myself. And he said, I was about to make this purchase of a rental property. And when I went to, um, I also simultaneously learned about this education in the multifamily space. And I decided instead of putting the down payment on that single family house to invest in this kind of mastermind around multifamily. He said, now fast forward a year later, he has over 240 doors in the multifamily space. And he said, it was all because I, I stopped and I invested in myself to learn a skill and to be around other people in a place that I didn't have a whole lot of experience or understanding. But now I'm on this path, this trajectory that is hundreds of times higher than I would have been if I had just kind of bought this single family property that I thought that was the only thing I could do. Um, so that's the value of support. That's the value of community and exposure to ideas and things like that, that you get, um, by working through our process. Awesome. I mean, I think that the, the having the community and having like the, the guidance from the community about where do you start making investments, whether in yourself or making assets, like you are your own best asset, right? No doubt. And that becomes like a, a critical factor, I think. And a lot of times people don't think about that when they're looking at their PL as about like, okay, what's actually behind all of this? Well, it's actually a person that's having to make all these decisions, right? And how much are we invested in that? Um, and it comes into it. So I love the holistic approach that you guys take with that. And, and um, before, you know, I know we, we talked about, you know, people coming into the wealth without wall street.com uh, slash passport as a place to be able to enter in uh, to uh, have those first initial steps with making a relationship with you guys. Um, I was wondering, is that, is that right? Is that the place you want to go? Uh, you want everybody to go to? Yeah, for sure. That, that, will be not only an entry into the community because um, whenever you go to that um, it's going to give you free access to our community where everything that we do is housed there that's where we interact so you can actually dm us you can say hey i heard you on the podcast and uh, we'd love to know that that's really cool and but also uh, the first step within there is pointing you to take that passport challenge which is that first step that we we talked about a second ago how to get a crystal clear goal so that when you finish that, you have a visual. If it's all right, I'll share my screen. Those who are, are watching this live uh, or the recording of it can go in and and see kind of what that looks like. But this is just one of our clients. They, they shared it with us, what their passport challenge looked like once they completed all the steps. And if you're just listening, it, it goes through what they wanted um, for their family when they basically answering that question for themselves at the top which is when I stop trading time for money, I'll be able to. And we asked them to fill that out last because we want them to go through those three steps of be, do, have, and, and what do they want to do within each one of those so that when they finish, they, they, they fill out this passport and it's a visualization. It's something that most of them have showed us that they either um, print it out and they put it you know, on their mirror um you know in, in their uh, bathroom or a lot of them have actually just saved this as their backdrop as their screensaver and so by being able to you know have that access that going to wealthwildwallstreet.com forward slash passport this is the thing that you can have that's very tangible and that was definitely where we would love to interact with you and others in there scott i know that you are joining and, and participating in there as well yeah absolutely yeah i saw what you guys are doing here and this looks like 
uh, but exactly like something that I had, had been envisioning, you know, and the wee hours of, of the mornings and late at night being like, man, something like this needs to exist about like what it is. And it's awesome to see that you guys have already spent um, years actually honing down uh, a really particular process uh, with it with, I think it's like over 5,000 uh, members that you have inside of that community right now, right? Um, so it's uh, it's a large it's a large community of people, uh, and it's been over a course of a number of years having success with that, which makes me think like, wow, this is absolutely something that's worth the time to invest a few hours uh, to go check it out uh, even more deeply than I have right now. And I, I think everybody else should too. I think I'd recommend everybody go to go to wealthwithoutwallstreet.com forward slash passport uh, and just take those initial steps. Uh, because those initial steps of getting really clear around the bead you have um, are exceptionally important. It starts to guide your unconscious thinking into how your decision making is aligning up with the most essential things to you. And I think you guys heard Russ here mentions like, well, some people even put it on their mirror. And you might be like, ah, that's some that's some weird stuff to do. But honestly, it's the only way that you can start to program your subconscious mind to remember to think about something. And you'll start to find yourself, if you do this, you'll start to find yourself having considerations of what choices you're going to make. And then you'll start referencing back to the picture and your own mind, like, oh, that actually doesn't line up with what I'm really after. So you don't get caught like Russ might be with a shiny object, right? And <laughs> whatever right. the case might be, you get, it keeps, helps you keep focused, but it helps you keep focused at a fundamental level that doesn't cost you any extra work because you just have it up. And that's an awesome tool that you guys are going to get for free just by going to wealthwithoutwallstreet.com forward slash passport um, and going to check that out uh, in there. So I would recommend everybody go there um, right now. Um, and then Joey, Russ, any final words before we wrap up? I'll just, I'll end based on kind of what we we started talking about. And that is, you know, have the, the confidence and uh, to dream. Like this is this is not a a thirty year time frame that you are are shackled to of becoming retired, right? Retirement it means to be taken out of service. And to be honest, if you're listening to the show at this point, you are meant for much bigger things than to be taken out of service. So what can you do today to change the trajectory? Uh, in the next two to three years, I mean, we have multiple people that in 18 to 24 months have gained their freedom back and have made decisions not to go back to become a school teacher or to continue as a school teacher or to allow their wife not to go back to work as a nurse. And so they can focus on building their family, whatever it may be for you, like have give yourself the license right now to dream about the fact that this is possible and what it might look like for you. And we wanna support you any way we can because as Russ and I uh, talk about, man, we are really kind of just two beggars trying to teach other beggars where to find the bread. That's really all this is about. So um, thank you for the opportunity to, to share our story. And I would say, you know, I'm sitting here, Scott, I'm looking at my, my vision board, the thing that I created my passport at the beginning of the year and it's ever more present there's images on there that are choking me up because in this year i lost my father and one of my things was to be a better son to be a better brother and to think about um another one on there is is around my family spending more time with them and this week 
I took my my oldest daughter to go visit um, a college campus. And I just like, you know, like time is so precious. It's so precious. And there's nothing more um, urgent in my mind to focus on and more important to focus on than finding ways that we can create financial freedom so that we can do what Joey said. And also that we, we don't lose the time because when, when we're financially free 25 years from now, our family will look a lot different than it looks today. And that's what motivates me. And it, it, it's, it's a constant reminder to stay focused, to, to not also push past the limit that, you know, so oftentimes we as entrepreneurs, sometimes we do and we, we forget what's most important is not one more dollar, it's one more minute. So thank you so much for having us on the show. Yeah, great to have you guys here. You know, it's not always, it's not always just one more dollar, right? It's one more minute. What's that focus? Of creating what's going to be truly uh truly move the dial for us in terms of like what's our fulfillment here in life great step forward guys for you is just go to wealthwithoutwallstreet.com uh slash passport go there right now go ahead and sign up for it uh and then take those uh take those next steps find out your investor dna build your vision uh your vision for there so that way you can start looking at what is your plan uh need to look like thank you joey uh russ for coming on uh to the show today our pleasure <laughs>